Hello. Thank you for joining me here at the Oikos Family Podcast, episode 36. My name is Sonia Wood, and I am looking forward to sharing with you today. I'm so, so pleased you stopped by and you are listening to this podcast because it is now October, October 2019. And I want to share with you on the theme of order and orderliness and organization. Um, If you are possibly feeling as though you could do with some support in that, then I hope that this podcast is going to help you. In fact, every podcast through the month of October is going to be about orderliness or order or organization. So thank you for joining me and let me jump straight into that topic. And I do believe there's no better place to start than with the word of God. It says in Proverbs 3 verse 6, Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. And then again, another scripture in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 40. But all things should be done decently and in order. So maybe you don't feel terribly organized. I'm just going to go with that. You you may be listening to this, and you may be a very, very organized person. In which case, that's another topic, because sometimes our organization can actually create a little bit of a difficulty or problem for others. But that we'll talk about in a different podcast, because this podcast, I want to share a little story with you. And it's a story that I have recalled from perhaps as long as 10 years ago, maybe even more. Not 10, not 10, 20. In fact, when, when I say maybe even more, I think maybe 25 years ago. I went to visit a friend who was also home educating, and you you can understand that that time ago in South Africa, home education was something that was very new and very unknown to most. And so it was quite a rare thing to have a friend that was home educating. Anyway, this friend of mine had five children. I had two children, and, and then I had a couple of foster children. So myself and our four, my four children went to visit the friend with five children, And her home on arrival, I can tell you that it wasn't a picture of order. And please understand, this isn't, I'm not speaking this in any judgy sort of way or finding fault with this dear friend. It's just this is how they lived. You know, it was one of those homes, very lived in home. However, on arrival, one wouldn't experience the sense of order when you arrived at their home. Okay, so let me, let me paint a picture for you. Drive in the gates and bicycles or tricycles or scooters or balls or hula hoops or swimming towels, you know, pool towels or whatever, just all over the place, just sort of scattered. And then go into her home and the lounges lot happening in that lounge. Garments of clothing all over the chairs or the floor and various games, um, toys happening in different places, mostly everywhere. This was the general state of the lounge and then walk into the kitchen to put the kettle on to have to make some tea and And it was then that I realized, you know what, I think I can maybe suggest to my friend that I can maybe come one day and we can spend some time on planning and ordering things in a way that will actually help her. 
So I very sensitively and gently broached the subject and I asked her, would you like me to come one day where we can have a project and we can um, get some order whereby I'll go to the store, which is in this country in South Africa, we call it macro at those, in those days. It's actually a very long time since I went to macro. But anyway, macro was um, this big department store where you could go and get bulk things and, uh, you know, at a discounted sort of price. So anyway, I said to her, I'll go to macro and get some containers of sorts and come to her home one day with the children and we can have this big project day, which is all about order. We'll, we'll call it our orderliness day. And fortunately, at the time we were doing KONOS and we were used, doing the unit study curriculum called KONOS because we lived KONOS and we were in the actual characteristic, the character trait of orderliness. So I'd already picked up lots of good ideas from that and we'd been practicing that in our own living. And I realized how much that I had valued from that and how much our family and children had valued from it. And so this is why I felt maybe I could suggest to my friend that we make a project day. And she was very, very open to that. And she was very excited about it. And she wanted us to, you know, make it very soon because she said she really could do with some help in that area. So I was very pleased that she was so open and uh, I was a little sensitive and feeling a little bit cautious because I didn't want to offend her in any way by even making the suggestion of me coming and helping her with the project day to get order. But she was very, very open to it, which I was relieved about. And so we set our date. And then off I went to Macro and I got some containers of all different shapes and sizes and I found some clear crates, I can call them. It was like a frosted sort of plastic where you could see through it, not completely clearly, but it wasn't completely clear transparent plastic. It was more frosted sort of white frosted plastic crates. And then I found some brightly colored ones and they're all different colors and shapes and sizes. But what was exciting is they stacked on top of each other. So I bought a, a you know, selection of these and then went to back to my friend on the date that we had decided upon and we sat down with the children and we said, now today we're going to have a very fun project. This is what we're going to do. We're going to find every tiny, tiny little toy. They're all not allowed to be bigger than this size and we showed the children the size and those all have to go into this box over here and then the, all the soft toys are going to go into this crate over here. So, of course, there was a big crate because some of the soft toys were big plush teddy bears and such. And they were going to go into this little crate over here. Well, it was a larger crate. And what I did when we were doing this is I called the crates their houses. I said, so the teddy bears are going to go in this house and the tiny things are going to go in this little smaller box because this is going to be our miniature, our little miniature house. And I just started calling them houses because that's what we did at home. We, we would call the place where something stays is, I was going to say the place where something lives because that's actually what we used to always refer to it at. Where do the scissors live and where is the sticky tape? It lives in the drawer. And so it was like all these little houses where all the different items um, stayed. Now, I know they're not living things, but it just worked. It worked in our household. So back to the friend and the project. Eh? So this is what we did. 
we spent the morning um, doing this tidy up. And we started outside and we parked all the um, various vehicles, scooters and tricycles and bicycles. We parked them all in as, a, as though we were in a parking lot and we were putting all, all of them in straight lines. And we really had a lot of fun. And then we drew with um, chalk. I know it's got a name. I think it's pavement chalk or something. Big, fat chunks of chalk. We drew shapes around the uh, tricycles and so on to make parking places. And I have to say that I actually got that idea from our daughter who, at a very young age, decided to draw around her shoes. (laughs) She had her shoes lined up in the bottom of a cupboard and she got a cokey pen. I think they call them Sharpies somewhere else. But anyway, here in South Africa, we call them cokey pens. And she got a cokey pen and she drew around each shoe to show that that was the place where those shoes went. And next to them, there was another place where other shoes went. And she could see at a glance when she put her shoes in the cupboard, which ones belonged where. And that was her own doing. She she wanted to do that. And so that idea was now carried through to... Um, doing the this chalk drawing around the tricycles and the little plastic scooters and so on. So it was a lot of fun. And we moved from there into the lounge where we used the crates. And then it was time for tea. See, it's very important, tea time. And we went into the kitchen. Now, the kitchen was probably the, the room in the house that was the one that needed the most help with, with when it comes to order and getting order. And so this was a wonderful exercise because we could say, okay, we're going to come in the kitchen now. We're going to make crumpets for our tea. So to find a bowl to beat the cream in and somebody was going to beat the cream so that we could have syrup or honey and cream on our crumpets and somebody else was going to beat the eggs and everybody's going to be set to task and we're all going to make crumpets together. It wasn't just mom going into the kitchen to make crumpets while the rest of us tidied up because this was actually an all-day project, and so we were all going to do it together, which made it a lot of fun, I must say, because we were coming up with poems and songs, and we had music playing while we were tidying up in the lounge and putting all the bits in the different crates. And then in the kitchen, it did look a little daunting, because we're like, where do we even begin? There wasn't even a, a spot on any countertop to make a space for setting the children up to um, you know, beat the, the eggs or the cream or whatever. And so the first step was we had to clear space, surface space. And the way we did that was we just got big containers again, like crates, and we just put everything that was in the top of the on the kitchen counters and we just put them all into these big crates so that suddenly we had these very clear countertops and it took a few minutes. And then after that, we started going, we made the crumpets. Okay, wait, let's just keep keep our tea in order here. We cleared the countertop very quickly, and then we made the crumpets by digging in the crates, looking for the bowl and the whisk and various things. And it took a little time, but not too long. We made the crumpets, and we all had some nice crumpets and tea and juice in the garden because we can, because we have lovely big blue skies, and the weather was right for that. Um, actually, now, if you can imagine, I'm going back in my memory 25 years here, and it's such a blessing to me to to share these podcasts with you because it's so lovely going back down memory lane and and just repicturing all these moments. And when I mentioned earlier about us singing, I actually recall some of the songs that we sang 
and the games we played when it came to this big project we were having that was orderliness, our orderliness project. Anyway, we enjoyed our tea and crumpets and we went back into the kitchen. And the thing that's one of the children, or actually more than one of the children, they started commenting on the bikes and the vehicles all lined up in the now straight order outside. And then we walked into the lounge and it was just tidy. (laughs) It was clear. All the crates had things in them and the crates were stacked in one place. And suddenly this lounge was, there was so much space and, um, you know, it was it, it had an impact on the children. They they immediately recognized or they immediately commented on how different it was. So then we went into the kitchen and we all helped with cleaning up after the crumpet making. And then we started sorting the crates that had been just everything that had been on the countertops been put into the crates. We started sorting out those crates. And so Again, we got containers and we put all the utensils that were of a certain kind in one crate and and another kind. So it was just actually just basically categorizing, if you can call it that, um, into the different crates, the, the different items. And then after that, we were going to go from the crates into the kitchen cupboards and, you know, start sorting in that way. But it turned out that it was actually quite a good idea just to put the crate straight into the cupboard. And so it was quite amazing because it became something that I went back to my kitchen and did, which I hadn't done before. You know, you opened a kitchen cupboard and there were casserole dishes in the cupboard. But now I was had got this idea that I'll get a, a container that fits that shelf so that I'll actually take the whole container out of the cupboard and it'll have the various kitchen utensils or items inside the crate. And that still looks like that today in our kitchen. You can open a cupboard, you can take out a big plastic crate, and inside that is all the various attachments for one of the appliances, for example, rather than them being in a drawer or just on the shelf, where you have to dig to the back of the shelf and so on. So this project day was going to take a day. But it didn't because we were just going to do outside the lounge in the kitchen. And what happened, there was so much value that came from this day that this dear friend of mine asked me if we wouldn't mind coming back another day and we will do one of the children's rooms. So we were all excited about that. So let's do that. In fact, she had three children in one room. Um, they were all sharing, obviously. So... We went back another day on our next date, um, project date for orderliness, and we continued with this exercise of getting order. Well, do you know what happened is it turned into it becoming a practice rather than a project. And so we've got a little quote that we're going to put up on Facebook and Twitter and all the different places that Oikos puts various posts. And it's a little quote about how organization doesn't it, it needs to become a practice, not just a project. So this is what actually happened in this with this whole experience that we had um, of getting order. And the the fruit of that, that is another whole story. It is so amazing to be so blessed by order that it made us really have a deeper understanding and appreciation of why God asks us to put things in order. Because the next time when we went back to do the 
the children's room and it was crumpet time because now, of course, this has to happen. We have to stop and have tea and crumpets because this is what we do on our orderliness project days. Okay, so the next time that we went into the kitchen to make crumpets, it, we didn't have the same repeat exercise. We First, we have to clear all the counters and then and then. It was just much, much better in so many ways that we could go into the kitchen. The countertops were already cleared. We could open the cupboard and take out the container that had um, all the bowls in it for us to choose which size bowl we wanted to beat the crumpet mixture and which one we needed for the cream and so on and so forth. So immediately the children and all of us, parents and children included, were experiencing the value of order. And so it went from that, from a practical exercise, into becoming a practice and not just a project, where we started practicing it more and more um, if, you know, diligently. And it even went deeper than that, whereby we then decided to take it into a Bible study where we could go and see what is God saying about order? What does he say to us about order? Why does he? Why is it so important to God that he says, keep everything in order and in its place? So we went and we did some um, study on that in the Word. And then that became part of our orderliness theme, and the fact that we would then take that scripture and make a poster with it and put it on the wall or on the fridge or wherever. And now all of us became like excited about getting order. And it was just thrilling, I have to tell you, because this whole exercise has actually developed into an ongoing practicing of orderliness. And I'm just so, so grateful for it. I'm so grateful for us having this amazing manual, this Konos manual that was just packed with ideas of how to teach and train and practice orderliness and the, the blessing that we've received over the years. And it's just, it's fantastic. So that's why I wanted to share it with you. And that's why I want to stay through the month of October with this theme of orderliness, because there's so much to it. It doesn't just stop there. But you know what? I'm going to stop there for today because I think that that is now enough for me to share with you on this theme of orderliness at the beginning of October. I look forward to sharing with you the next one and I shall continue throughout the month with this theme. And I really hope you're going to join me for the next one, um, the next Oikos Family Podcast. And I really hope that you also are going to experience the gift, the value the blessing of practicing orderliness. So thanks for listening. Thanks for being with me. Be blessed. Have a wonderful orderly week. Until next podcast. Bye for now.